0: there and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us, download us. We certainly hope and pray uh, that you will like us. Uh, Hit that follow button and make sure you tell your friends and family about us. If you enjoy us, uh, you can find out more information about us on our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lower case. there you can find a prayer request, uh, places that you can listen to us. We're now on Amazon Music, uh, which is really good, and uh, iHeartRadio. There's a lot of big formats out there. Of course, Apple Podcasts is our biggest listener, uh, our our downloads. You can listen to us straight off of our webpage if you so desire. So there's plenty of places for you to listen to us. If you're searching for a a, a home church, uh, I would encourage you to be in prayer about that and uh I can try my best to help you, but I be honest about it, I may not know somebody in your part of the world, but I would I would do my best. I would call friends and, and things and see if we couldn't find you a good church home. Today, we're, we have a question that came in from John in Florida, and his email says this, Sir, I really appreciate and thank you for your podcast on a thief on the cross. We've always heard and been taught that baptism was not part of the plan. You made it clear in your podcast that it's only part of the plan and not the entire plan, that there are other ingredients involved. If we need more talk about false teachers in our country today, please talk more about false teachers. Okay, so thank you, John. I hope that will be the topic for today is uh, on false teachers, and I want to read for you Second uh, John verses seven and ten. And uh, for those who may not know, there's this is it. There's only one chapter in this letter. It's very short, and you can follow along in your Bible. I would really encourage you to do that. That's uh, something that John did when he emailed. He did make that comment. Uh, P.S. I like following on the Bible, so please, please do that, and if you don't have a Bible, you can go to our webpage and download one there uh, for free, Uh, you can Google one or Yahoo, whatever search engine that you use, uh, and, and download and read and follow along there. If you live in the United States, Walmart sells Sam's, they all sell Bibles, for five or ten dollars, a really inexpensive hardback one. You can spend a lot more if you want on a study Bible and all the Greek words and dictionaries and all. And if you have the money and want to do that, I would really encourage you uh, to do that. Okay, so 2 John verses 7 through 10 says, For many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ. As coming in the flesh, this is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves, that you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. Verse 9, anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teachings of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teachings, he has both the Father and the and the Son. Verse 10. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house, and do not give him a greeting. For the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Well, this is a really short book, latter epistle. uh, You can read the whole thing in six, seven minutes, okay? Yeah, I've I think a lot of people probably, honestly, have never read it. And so that's one of my pet peeves. If you listen to the podcast at any length at all, I encourage you to, to read and study the entire Bible. Find a church is going to t- use the entire scripture uh, to to teach you, to encourage you, uh, if need be, rebuke you. That's one of the things that the Apostle Paul would say is a role uh, of the evangelist, or the preacher, the minister is to, hey, call out sin, call out false teachers. Okay. And so I know it's not politically correct. It was not then and it is not today, but the Bible calls us to do that. And so if you have enough basic Bible knowledge, can you identify false teaching? I would hope so. Okay. Uh, the Bible is, is, for a lot of people, a very big book, a very deep book, and they really struggle with it. And really, you can read the entire Bible in, in 30 days, and just a couple hours a day, if you really wanted to. That's not studying it, that's just reading it. And I, I do both. I study it, and I read it. And we play it a lot. We have it on audio. Uh, we downloaded it for, I don't know, 99 cents or whatever it was. And so and we listen to that through our wireless speakers throughout the house here. And so we're always trying to get the Word of God in. And, and I know some listeners might say, well, that's just, boy, that's way too much. I don't know that you can ever get enough of the Word of God in your mind and in your heart. And I say that because we are so filled with garbage. Okay, from, I don't know, I said this last week, to media, to work, uh, schools, colleges, whatever. Okay, they are not really for God. And there might be a few exceptions. Okay, I understand that. But as a general rule, our society has just really trashed uh, the God of the Bible. And it's been a slow process. It's been ejected into our society in the last 30, 40 years. But it's become very obvious now that we're on this side. of you give, it, you give them an inch and they take a mile type thing. And since uh, uh, Miss O'Hare in the 60s, you know, an atheist, uh, actually did a podcast on here, her, I'm going to guess six, eight months ago, why do we believe in God? If you want to go back and, and find it on our webpage. And so we, we have slowly in this country trying to do away with God. But what about your children? Do they have enough Bible teaching to know what is false and what is really biblical fact? We have, a, again, a lot of people right here in our groups within our own community that are teaching Bible ideas that really, they would have a hard time proving it, other than that's what they heard the preacher say, and that preacher would just simply taught it in some seminary somewhere. And he might use a couple of verses to support it, his idea. But then you go to another book of the Bible, and it kind of contradicts what he is saying. And one thing I've learned over the years if there's a contradiction in your thought process from uh, Matthew to First Corinthians, that's uh, just an example, and you're thinking, "Wow, what, what have I been thinking all this time?" That says something different. Well, then it's probably because we have allowed false teaching to enter into our brain, and we did not uh, allow the, the truth to come through, and it's it's easy just to sit down and, and listen to the preacher on Sunday morning, talk for 20 minutes to an hour, depending on where you yeah. go. I know when I was in the Philippines, uh, if you preached only for 20 minutes, uh, they they were mad. They wanted their money's worth. Okay, And so, anyway, uh, there is a lot of deception, and this deception is really on the increase. Like so many things in our, our lives, Uh, things kind of sneak up on us. You know, I kind of said that earlier. False doctrines and teaching is increasing again at an alarming rate. And if you don't believe me, just drive around in the city that you're in and see how many names on buildings there are. Some of those names don't believe that Jesus is God. God. They believe that Jesus was a created being, and Lucifer were brothers, the good son and the bad son idea. Now, John chapter 1 and Colossians chapter 1 make it very clear that Jesus is God in the flesh. And there's other places throughout the Gospel accounts where Jesus would be asked point blank by the apostles, just show us the Father. And we'll believe you. And Jesus says, hey, I'm standing right here in front of you. Okay? Uh, Now, you see me, you've seen the Father. Okay? That's the exact words of the New American Standard. Are you equipped to defend yourself when these people or or these groups come knock on your door? Uh, Or how about when they sit down next to you in the break room at work or in the cafeteria at school? You know, I recall I I did a little over the road truck driving uh, years ago, and and I was fueling up my truck, and a young lady she handed me a track, and I took the track, and and I saw within a few seconds, really, after being presented with this, the falsehood that was in it, and when we were down downtown and. Uh, Sioux Falls. They would hang them on the doors there. So, there's a lot of people around and groups that are actively sending out their false message. The question has to be asked, are we going to be able to open our Bibles? And I don't care if you use the King James Version, the NIV, or whatever. Can you open that Bible and show others, hey, this is why I believe what I believe, and, and why I live the life that I do. How about when you find yourself with someone who, who wants to really argue with you? They, that's going to happen. God's people really do really need to know what they believe and why they believe it. So many times again, I think we just take it for granted what we believe until we're really challenged. And I'm going to be reading Colossians chapter 2, and I'm going to be reading uh, the first 18 verses here by the time we're done with this podcast. When Paul would write to the church in Colossae, he, he was writing them about false teachings that were being presented there in Colossae. And one of those issues that they were being taught was Jesus was not deity and that he was not the Redeemer of mankind. Some things have not changed since the days of the Apostle Paul. Some people never question the things that they hear, or they never check them out. Again, I would hope that you check me out by following in your Bible. Colossians chapter 2, starting in verse 1. Here's, here's what the Apostle says. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have had on your behalf, and for those in Lacidia and for those who have not personally seen my face, that their hearts might be encouraged, having been knit together in love, and attaining to all the wealth that comes from the full assurance of understanding resulting in the true knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself. Verse 3, In whom all hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this so that no one will delude you with a persuasive argument. Even though I am absent in the body, Nevertheless, I am with you in spirit, rejoicing to see your good discipline and the stability of your faith in Christ. Verse 6 Therefore, as you have received Christ, Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in Him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed. In overflowing with gratitude. Verse 8. So that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in him all fullness of deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete, and he is the head over all the rule and authority. When, when you and I think about false teachers, what, what do we think about? I know I think about deception. And the, per- the purpose of deception is to lead you and me away from Christ. Simply put, false teachers are deceivers. They are liars, and and they're all around us. They're all around us. They're on TV. They're in our local community. They're on the radio, wherever. And they have podcasts, yes. Okay, so I think about, when I think about a deceiver, I, I think about a drug dealer. Years ago, I was in, in, in law enforcement, and I never knew a single drug dealer who told the truth about the drugs they sold. They never told anyone how buying their product, that they were breaking the law, or how they could get hooked on them, on those drugs. They could lose their lives from an overdose. They could lose their families because the spouse doesn't want you're around when you're stoned, You could lose your job because you might fail a drug test, or it might just make you "I don't care if I go to work attitude." They don't tell you that you could lose any and all hopes of a decent future. If they did that, no one in their right mind would go along with the idea of putting drugs into their body that was not prescribed by a doctor. After a while, salespeople who who talk long enough uh, or someone running for a political office on any government level can be deceivers. I really have never known anyone who ran for office to be a 100% honest person in their campaign. I just haven't. I, I look. I still have hope for that. But if they were that honest about their campaign, 99% of them would never make it to office. But they know people like to hear talk. And, and we we think in our society that it's rude uh, not to allow them to, their turn and, and to do whatever and believe what they want to believe. And so we tolerate it. And God does give them the right to believe and not to believe, and so does the Constitution of the United States and in many other areas, you may not have that right. Because we get numb, I think, towards people who are are trying to take us for a ride in the world or take advantage of us. We then, in turn, as a society, and, and, and even within the church, we just kind of get numb to the deceivers who lay out their false teachings and their false gospels. And the Apostle Paul, uh, he wasn't very tolerant of that. And neither was Jude. That little one-page letter before the book of Revelation, he makes it really clear that false teaching is a problem. And it's already a problem in his day and time. And I'm going to guess he writes that letter before 70 A.D. This is why when I, and I, I do these podcasts or teach a, a, at the church building or whatever and I ask you to open your Bible and follow along. I, I know we, in church we use PowerPoint we do all kinds of things but Over this podcast, you really need to follow along with the Bible. I want you as as a listener to read it for yourself. So when someone says, how do I really know that's in the Bible? You and I can look the other person in the eye, or anyone else for that matter, and say, here, it's right here. Turn with me to whatever book and chapter. And if you, you think, well, I'm not that sharp, I couldn't do that. Well, I'll be honest about it. It would be amazing what you can find on on uh, an Internet search. You can type in a few key words and put in Bible verses in it, and there it is. More than likely, you're going to find the verses that you were looking for. But that's another reason you really need to read and read and read. This, the Bible, I was talking to somebody the other day, it, just, it was just too big, it covers way too much time frame, it's too confusing. Well, you know, I used to be that way myself, I'll be honest about it. But once we understand, many of the books in the Bible actually overlay each other in time periods, the, the Bible actually covers a lot shorter time frame than, than we might realize. So, when we are doing our studies in our homes, whether at church, you know, I was taught years ago, and I think it's a, it's a good saying, when you go to church, how many people actually carrying in their Bibles? Because if they're carrying them in, they're probably taking the Word of God pretty serious, and they're wanting to read it and follow along. If they're not carrying one in, they may not even have one at home. I I know there's a young girl... Well, she's grown up now and uh, we're up in Sioux Falls I, I thought she was on her iPad playing games and and so after church was over I, I visited with her come find out she was following me on her iPad I guess she had a, a Bible downloaded to it so I thought that was alright <laughs> pretty cool so she took it serious so but Jesus warns okay he warned us that the days of deception would come and it, it really they've always been around in, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 11, here is Jesus. He plainly says, many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. And then in Mark chapter 13, verses 5 and 6, and Jesus began to say to them, see to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name saying, I am he, and will mislead many. Okay? Okay. So, if someone walks up to you at the grocery store or at the post office or wherever and say, hey, uh, they say, well, you know what? That Messiah, that's the Messiah. I saw him on TV. I would hope that every one of us who would hear that statement would really raise an eyebrow and say, what in the world are you talking about? Because there is a man whether you know it or not, in, in Australia, in year uh, around 2003, he really made the claim to this statement that he was the Messiah. And there's been a few others that have come along. Uh, a year earlier, right here in the United States, a man by the name of Brian Marshall, he claimed that he was the Messiah. You know, you and know, I think, well, how dumb could you be? And that's because... You read your Bible and you know better, okay, and that's where we all need to be on whatever biblical topic. Sadly, so many people are deceived and follow these guys, and they fall into a, a, a cult. And when people fall in and believe that Messiah is right there in Australia. I mean, what what about those people who claim to be a prophet? And we have a lot of those people around. Okay? And so, and I know what the Greek term for prophet means, okay? If you're just delivering a message from God. But do you have knowledge from God on that? Or do you get it from yourself, some other person, out of the bottom of a bottle? I mean, I don't know. You know, what about these people? We have a man who claimed that the end of the world was coming, so he asked people to send him money to get the word out. And folks, millions of dollars later, this man, he laughed all the way to the bank. Well, those who deceived him, some of those people had to file for bankruptcy. You know, anyone making themselves out to be the Messiah or having a new revelation from God is a deceiver and a worker of the evil one. I mean, that's just plain and simple. I have no new revelations to give you. All I can do is read from the Bible and tell you what it says. And again, I I, kind of, I use Joyce, and you can figure out her last name, as an example in the previous podcast about the thief on the cross, and that Jesus went to hell for three days and had to finish his torture there. That can't be found anywhere in Scripture. And when she was challenged with this, you can, you can see it on YouTube. Well, you're not going to find that in your Bible because God sent me a spirit and revealed that to me. Folks, that's, that's a dangerous statement. I mean, God sent a spirit to King Saul, and it haunted him. He hated it. Okay? So we need to be careful with those kinds of people who make those kinds of statements. I know there, there's people who claim to be a prophet and had a new message. And back in the 1800s, a guy came out of New York and went across through Utah. Okay? And many people followed him. Remember, as I started this podcast, I asked you if you thought you were equipped to handle these situations in your life. And are you able to identify what is truth and what is not truth? And what about your children? Okay, because someday they're going to leave the nest. And you as a parent, have you equipped them with the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth of God's word? Your child sits in a classroom here in America and is being taught by people from every religious background. You can go on the Internet and there's all kinds of articles of teachers. and, And I know I have a few that are listening that would never do this. But they're teaching Muhammad is okay. Everybody's okay. It's all good. Okay. And that's That can't be. How can everybody be right if everybody's wrong, as the old saying goes? The the textbooks, according to this guy I know, he's a principal, has really changed since I was a child. I had noticed in some textbooks from homeschooling, I'm thinking, where, where did they get this information from? You know, I recall a frustration of a family while, while I was uh, in Lubbock, Texas. Who they, they struggled in finding the proper science books. You know, deceptions are all around us. And it's up to us to know what the truth is. Now we can say, oh, the scientists say this, the doctors say this. Well, the greatest scientist and the greatest physician says something different in his word. What are we going to do? And so here lies the problem, folks. It, it, here's another example. We, we, we are so hung up that, that PBS has to be right in their programming on how the creation of the world came about. And if you listen to the podcast, we had a four-week series on just Adam and Eve and the creation. We didn't do the whole creation event in Genesis. We just focused a little bit a little bit on Adam and Eve. But PBS would say something different. Whether we would cast out what the Bible says on the subject or we're too lazy to read the book, and if we're too lazy to read the book on this topic, my guess is we're going to be too lazy to dig into other topics that the world is trying to pass off as biblical truth. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9 say this, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel, which is really not another, only that there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel of heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. And we have said it before, so I say it again now. If a man is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you receive, he is to be accursed. You see, listeners, false teaching is nothing new. It's been going on since the day the church was conceived. And that's because the evil one is always deceiving people. He deceived Eve in the very first of Genesis, and he continues to deceive people even today. There's nothing new here. Again, Paul dealt with false teachers in his day, and we fight against false teachers in our time as well. Again, I I know I said this a few minutes ago, within the history of the United States, we've had people who claim angels appeared to them and have given them uh, a new gospel of Jesus. Because the original text was flawed when men of the Old Testament, the apostles, and the New Testament writers wrote the books of the Bible starting around 1830 uh, to current day. Apparently, we have people in this country who don't believe that it was correctly recorded. And so Smith had to rewrite it. Trying to imply God held back on something so important information from you and me and how we are to be saved, that's that's really weird to me. I mean, why would God do that? After he dies on the cross... All the pain and the suffering he went through—why would he hold anything back? In Jude three and four, again I, I refer to this little letter before to write before Revelation. If you can't find it, it take you a whole six minutes to read it. But verses three and four say this: "Beloved, while I was making every effort to write to you about our common salvation." I felt the necessity to write to you, appealing that you contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all handed down to the saints. For certain persons have crept in unnoticed, those who were long beforehand marked out for this condemnation, ungodly persons turning the grace of our God into lightishnesses and deny our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. Listeners, we really need to read this book that we call the Bible. It is the only way, the only way you and I will know the truth of God's will. To know his plan of salvation, to be able to identify anything that's false or ungodly or sinful what is a sin what is not i mean there's folks i've been around everything's a sin unless they do it okay we really need to know what's a sin or not to be able to identify a different gospel that good news of jesus that that good news that he loved us and died for us and and to know that jesus christ is deity. In other words, he is God in the flesh. And because Jesus is deity, he has the power to forgive sins. Jesus was also a man who bled and died for our sins. He, he resurrected on the third day to fulfill the scripture. To know what acceptable worship is and is not. The list probably could go on and on. Because there is one thing I know about these false teachers. They will come in the forms of angels, and you and I don't see coming. False teachers divide congregations. They destroy souls. Even the resurrection of Christ has been twisted in Some form of a bodily resurrection to only a spiritual one. Sad. Everyone will go to heaven no matter what because God loves everyone, including me. The virgin birth is questioned by false teachers. False teachers don't believe or teach that sin will lead you to hell. You can have your best life now and have your cake later. Again, if you and I equipped ourselves in the truth of God's word, we then can stand on a solid ground knowing our faith is right with God. And that word faith, that's the object and thing believed in. God. We will be able to open our Bibles and talk about His word with confidence. I certainly hope that You've not allowed yourself or your family to, or your congregation to, to be controlled by false teachings and beliefs. That we all would want to study and know and be able to show the truth of God's Word. I want to thank you again for listening through the podcast. I'd encourage you to, to hit that like button and to follow us. To find out more about us, again, you can go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com. And there we have a couple social media links that you can follow us on. We occasionally post to them. And we'd uh, appreciate your prayers that we can continue to put out this podcast. And for those who have financially supported us, we say thank you very much and hope that you will continue to do so. Again, I want to thank you for listening, may God bless you, and may He have the glory.